I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike. Live Mike. Keep With Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Grateful to you for joining me. About two segments left. We're going to cover a lot of ground. In particular, in this segment, we're going to talk about two things. One, e-scooters. Number two, Democrats debating one another down there in Nevada, over in Nevada. Let me tell you, like I said, we're going to talk about e-scooters. I'm trying to turn around while my mouth is still pointed at the microphone. I'm trying to look out uh, downtown here in Salt Lake City. I'm trying to count how many scooters, e-scooters I can see. Uh, This is not lending itself well to the narrative. I had, okay, there's one. I can see one. You see, it's uh, (laughs) a, they're all over the place. There's a scooter out there. uh, There are a lot of them. I'm a huge fan of these e-scooters. I can tell you when I was living and working back in Washington, D.C., I would use them probably every day. Uh, and in fact, one of the things I would do, I'd take a lot of meetings and I would say, when these were first becoming popular, when they were a novelty, when it was less of a means of transportation and really just something that uh, we would uh, go off and play with, I would suggest to some of the folks I would meet with, I said, hey, have you used these uh, have you used any of these e-scooters lately? And they say, no. And I say, I'll tell you what, follow me. You're going to enjoy yourself. And so some of the meetings I would take would be with uh, pretty powerful, important people, you know, lobbyists and such, special interest people, uh, hoping to get the ear of the congressman. Uh, well, I would say, hey, if you, if you want to chat with me, you're going to have to, you're going to have to go for a ride on these e-scooters. We drive up and down, uh, the streets there in Washington, D.C. And it was all fun until, you know when it stopped being fun? It stopped being fun when they limited the speed limit on those things. I was so I was so grateful to come back here to Salt Lake City, the land of the free, the home of the brave, where they don't put governors on the e-scooters. Here in Salt Lake City, you can go uh, as fast as the uh, electricity will will push you. And here in Salt Lake City, the uh, and, and all around the valley here, these e-scooters have absolutely exploded. And with that come some unintended consequences. Uh, unfortunately, there have been a number of injuries reported uh, by users of these e-scooters. As well, there have been uh, some lawsuits. Anyway, there's a piece of legislation on Utah's Capitol Hill uh, right now that would address some of these potential lawsuits. Uh, John Wojcik with KSL News Radio this morning uh, covered this issue. The bill is being sponsored by Representative Brady Brammer. He says the purpose is to protect local governments and schools from lawsuits. The bill would place scooters in current immunity law under recreational activities. Brammer says he himself is a scooter user and is actually trying to help the industry. He says if they're placed inside government immunity law, then local officials will be less likely to outlaw them and won't have to fear that they'll lead to lawsuits against public officers. Now, UtahPolicy.com points out that the bill deals with recreational activity on public land, so this isn't the same as going skiing at a resort, for example. So there you have it. 
These will be placed in a special category, which will reduce the likelihood of uh, lawsuits faced by uh, municipalities. And so we'll see uh, if, in fact, this is a boon to this industry, the e-scooter industry. I, I, I've never seen uh, how they're, like, charged or collected. I know how the process works. I know that there are folks that come around with vans or pickup trucks in the evening and they collect them. They take them to their homes and repair and charge them. And in the next uh, morning or in the uh, wee hours of the night, they'll deposit them back at various uh, locations. Now, I've just never seen that happen. All I know is that on my street where I live, each morning there are neat and tidy scooters all lined up uh, ready for folks to commute. Uh, sometimes I'll get up early and grab one and uh, take a take a, a scooter ride uh, through the city. Now, safety is important here. Uh, KSL's Mary Richards uh, uh, a while ago when e-scooters were emerging here in uh, Salt Lake and in Utah. Uh, she had this to report. The University of Utah's emergency department says 21 people since June have had severe enough injuries to come to their emergency room. And there are other hospitals close to downtown that the Washington Post did not call, so they believe the number of injuries is even higher. Plus, those are the most traumatic of problems. Fractures, lacerations, head trauma, things like road rash or stitches would go to urgent care clinics. Big takeaway here, be safe on those scooters. They're fun. They can get you where you need to gotta go. They can get you to where you need to go, uh, but you must, you must be safe when you're using them. And if you're driving, keep an eye out for those folks. Now, on to our second topic of this segment. Tonight in Nevada, the Democrat candidates are going to get together. They're going to debate one another. And tonight's debate is important for a number of reasons. First off, it will be the first appearance by Michael Bloomberg. He has qualified. He's uh, bought a ticket to the debate <laughs> and the, the the price he paid for his ticket to the debate entitles him to uh, extra special VIP participation. He is not just going to be sitting in the audience. He'll be up on stage with the rest of the crowd. There are a number of things to keep an eye on uh, tonight. Obviously, it is Michael Bloomberg. It is, uh, you wonder, will he become a target of the other candidates? Will he be uh, the subject of all of their ire? Will we see him called out for maybe some of the comments of his that are emerging? Uh, will we, he be called out for the millions of dollars in television advertisements? Hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it's $300 million plus he has spent on his effort to become the president of the United States. And we have yet to see him on a debate stage. That is a first. And that is fascinating and that adds an incredibly new element to this deal again the biggest factor is his presence now there are a few things uh, to keep an eye on tonight Uh, I mentioned earlier in the week that analogy between the Democrat contest right now and the way the the language used to describe Formula One racing Uh, there are front runners right now that's uh, Bernie Sanders and then you have uh, it, at least in Formula One, what you call the best of the rest. There's always a fascinating uh, contest among those competing for best of the rest. And I think that tonight that that fight will come down to Buttigieg and Klobuchar. I believe the two of them uh, will go at each other like none other. The, lat- the latest results we saw out of New Hampshire were that uh, Klobuchar uh, performed much, much better than was predicted. A number of percentage points uh, above the polling uh, ahead of the results out of the New Hampshire primary. So look for them tonight, Buttigieg and Klobuchar. Uh, I predict that they go after one another pretty good. And then we'll see if uh, Biden 
We'll see what Biden does because there are two candidates that really need uh, to make some waves and they need to remind folks that they're in it if they deserve to stay in it. That's Biden and Warren. So we'll see if Biden is eager to attack Bloomberg. We'll also see if Warren has some kind of trick up her sleeve uh, to, to get some attention and to renew the the excitement that she once enjoyed. Uh, but now uh, it seems to be slipping at least if the results of New Hampshire and Iowa are any measure. Also, the polls are not looking so great for her. Anyway, that's all tonight. Tomorrow, I promise you, we're going to break down uh, how things went. We'll declare some winners and losers. And specifically, we're going to look at uh, policy specifics. I'm always fascinated uh, to see what these individuals, uh, what these candidates present as policy. And we're going to look at those different areas. I think guns will be a big issue tonight, as well as, of course, uh, health care. We'll keep an eye on on that, we'll share it with you tomorrow. Let me, before we go to break, make an invitation. Would you go to wherever you download apps and have a look at the KSL News Radio app? It's powered by Any Hour Services, and on there, you're going to find a lot of great features, including, of course, uh, archived episodes of this program. You can see video stream of the studio, and you can see all of the headlines for KSL News Radio, including uh, John Wojcik's great work today on this e-scooter bill uh, that would ban user lawsuits. So that, again, the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. I invite you to check it out. I also invite you to stick around. We're talking to Mitch Harper next because BYU is doing something that, as a new dad, gets me real excited. That's next here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.